It's 2008. The United States of America are in the midst of another election, sound familiar, with Barack Obama making history as the first African-American president. Disney Channel original movie High School Musical made its theatrical debut with the third film in the series, and preteens everywhere were screaming, me included. But the true star of 2008 was a lady by the name of Britney Jean Spears, a lady who, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, was the most searched person on the internet for two years in a row. 2008 saw her at her lowest lows and her highest highs, with the release of her smash sixth studio album, Circus. On the album's 12th anniversary, let us take you on the journey of the entire circus era. From the smash hit singles, comeback performances, interviews, aesthetics, world tour, endorsement deals, and legendary Britney moments. You know there's a lot of them. You're listening to Planet 2000s. I'm your host, Michael Kadosh, and I'd like to welcome you to the circus. Welcome to the circus. everybody, my name is Michael Kadosh, and I'm here to welcome you all to Planet 2000s, a place where we celebrate pop music's most iconic moments from the most iconic decade in pop music history. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of Planet 2000s. I am your host, Michael Kadosh. I first want to thank you all for tuning in and for supporting me through this project that I've been working on for a little while. For those of you who have followed the Instagram at Planet 2000s, it's been around for a few years now, and it's really just a place where I go to express my love for pop music and my favorite decade, which is the 2000s. And anybody who speaks to me or even has a two-minute conversation with me can realize that I find a way to bring up somebody from that era at all times. So I'm really excited that you guys are here. And without further ado, uh, the first episode is going to be centered on Britney Spears' Circus album. And it is one of her most legendary albums, not just for the music, but mostly for the time in her life and for the era that was associated with it. So let's go. Let's get started. The Circus era started in the fall of 2008, and it was kind of on the heels of Britney's... I mean, I think we all know what happened in 2007 with Britney Spears. We all know that there was a huge breakdown and so much public scrutiny and so much unfair treatment of a human being. Her basic human rights were stripped away from her through the paparazzi completely intruding on her privacy to the magazines that were writing the most horrible things about her and just the whole public perception of Britney was just in a very bad state at this time. She went through some personal issues at the beginning of the year. I honestly don't really want to focus too much on the negative because there were so many great things that happened this year. And so we're just going to fast forward through all the bullshit that she had to go through and just get started with some music and some good stuff. And I really think that the beginning of the circus era really kicked off with her appearance at the 2008 VMAs. Now, you guys, I'm sure have seen the 2007 VMA performance. If not, you probably want to pause this right now and go on YouTube and check it out of Gimme More. It was a moment. (laughs) It was not her best performance. It was an embarrassing performance. And I think she knew that and everyone did. And the 2008 VMAs was kind of her redemption. She didn't perform, but it was her first major public appearance since the whole breakdown. And she looked stunning. She had a gorgeous kind of silver metallic-y dress on, and she just owned the night. She opened the show with a little bit of, it was it was with, um I want to say it was Seth Rogen. It was with Seth Rogen, and they did like a little skit. It was a little bit of a safe choice, but honestly, like, it was just see her being funny again and see her being excited about something. It was just such a great thing to see. And she opened the show with a little announcement, and she ended up winning three awards that night. And funny enough, 
These were actually Britney's first ever VMA awards. And at this point, she had been in the game for 10 plus years. You know, she had done videos like Baby One More Time, Stronger, Oops, I Did It Again, Lucky, like such a slay for you. Such iconic videos that have really stood the test of time and made such a big moment in pop culture history. But she never won a VMA. And now, not to shade the Piece of Me video, which is what won all the VMAs, but let's just be honest, this was MTV making good on not giving her awards for the previous years. But nonetheless, it was so amazing to see Britney on top again. And this was really the beginning of the public seeing, oh wait, Britney's back. And like the Britney that we all know and the Britney that we all love. And the winner for best female video is Britney Spears, Peace of Me. And the winner for best pop video is Britney Spears! And the winner is Britney Spears, Peace of Me. Thank you. I'm in shock right now. I was not expecting this. This is such an honor to have this award right now, and um, I just want to dedicate this to all of my amazing fans out there for all of your support. Thank you. This is dedicated to you. Thank you. It was honestly such a moment, and as a Britney fan, being so worried at that time about her, I was very worried, you know. I've been a Britney fan since I was three years old, and I'm 25 years old now, so that's pretty much my whole life, and at that time, I was very worried about her. I was worried that something bad was gonna happen to her so to see her come back like that so triumphantly and looking so beautiful and so confident it was kind of the biggest validation as a Britney fan that you could get especially at that time and so I'm forever thankful for that moment and we have the iconic photos with Paris Hilton and Kobe Bryant and Taylor Swift all from that night so following the VMAs literally maybe the week or two later I remember this very vividly there was a press release that was released and I have it right in front of me. I'm going to read you guys the headline. It says, Britney Spears announces new album Circus for worldwide release December 2nd. December 2nd also happens to be Britney's birthday. That year, she was turning 27. You guys, I remember losing my shit <laughs> over this album announcement. I remember reading this press release or whatnot, and it was just basically saying who she was working with and um, the la- things about the label and about Britney's past albums and that album was coming out. And I remember being so excited, being in my bedroom, screaming at the top of my lungs, it's Britney, bitch! (laughs) I was so excited. You could not say anything to me. That was my queen and she was back and I was going to be supporting absolutely everything about this album. And sure enough, I did. The first single came out, Womanizer, and broke all the records. I wish I could play it for you guys, but you know, laws and whatnot, copyright, so you know, we don't want to get sued, darling, but I'm sure you all know the track. The album was announced officially and... It was coming, and the single was out, and the video was out, and everything was happening, and it was just so amazing. And I actually remember when I got the album. So it came out on December 2nd, 2008. I remember I had a math tutoring session that day, and I... I don't know why I remember this, but I remember leaving it, getting into the car, and it's like 6 p.m. at this point, and my mom's like, hey, we're going home, and I'm like, uh, no, we're not. We're going to Walmart, and I'm buying Britney Spears Circus. And I remember going to the store, picking it up, listening it, for the first time, well, wasn't the first time, it kind of leaked. <laughs> the album leaked about a week before it was actually out, but not the, I want to say not the full album, maybe the full album. I think I had heard about 80% of the album before I actually bought the CD, but obviously I still bought it, and I remember everything about the design and all the different colors. Now, the cover of the album is a little bit, um, 
Photoshop galore. <laughs> but you know what? Photoshop is fun. Photoshop is festive. It's artsy. And we love that. And she does look beautiful, but she does definitely look like an oil painting in this, um, on the album photos. But you know what? We stand. We love it all. But it was exciting. It was exciting to have a new Britney album. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying to oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. get them on there. Yeah. We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We're gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right with this I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I got lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. I love the song Circus because uh, the producer who actually did the song did one of my first songs, Baby One More Time. It was his best friend, so they kind of have a similar sound. So um, when he brought me the song, I was very excited and um, ready to do a video for it. Definitely. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, making it her fifth to do so. And I believe she's one of the female artists who has the most number one albums. I think at this point, she's got about six. The only people who have more than her are like Taylor Swift and Barbara Streisand and I think like Madonna or Janet or something like that. But she's definitely in the top 10, Britney, for that. And it sold 505,000 copies in the first week, which is half a million copies, which is unheard of today. At the time, it was still very high sales. It was much higher than her previous record, Blackout first week sales, which was about 290,000. So she pretty much doubled. A lot of that was due to all the promo she was doing. I mean, she was looking her best. She was feeling her best. She was performing her new hit single, Womanizer and Circus. The video had just come out and was about to take over airways as we all know. And it was the Britney that everybody loved. And I think personally, biggest turning point for me in terms of her public persona happened with the For the Record documentary. I wanted to make the film because there's a lot that people don't know about me that I want them to know. I don't think anyone can prepare themselves for what stardom really brings. It didn't touch home with me, the whole fame thing, until I had a huge breakup and I wanted to just stop. Sometimes it can get kind of lonely because you don't open the gate up that much. You know what I mean? I never wanted to become one of those prisoner people. You're guarded, you know? You have to be that way. They're so stressed. You gotta get the picture. So who's gonna get the good picture? If I wasn't under the restraints that I'm under right now, I'd feel so liberated. And when I tell them the way I feel, it's like they hear me, but they really not listening. I am very angry. You don't seem angry. I'm horribly angry. <laughs> so I'm kind of stuck in this place and it's like, how do you deal? And you just cope and that's what I do. I just cope with it every day. I've recorded the album, I've recorded a lot of songs and it's that process where the fun stuff starts to come. And the winner, and the winner, and the winner is Britney Spears! Britney Spears, Britney Spears. I've been through a lot the past two or three years, and I've definitely grown up big time. I sit there and I look back and I'm like, I'm a smart person. Like, what the hell was I thinking?
Now, this documentary is extremely important in a lot of narratives in terms, not just in terms of Britney's career, but just in terms of her actual life. So in 12 years, this is the only time on record Britney has ever spoken about her conservatorship, word for word. If I wasn't under her strengths that I'm under right now, I'd feel so liberated. And when I tell them the way I feel, it's like they hear me, but they're really not listening. I'm very angry. I'm horribly angry. <laughs> Even when you go to jail, there's always the time that you know that you're going to get out, you know. But in this situation, it's never ending. There's no excitement. There's no, there's no passion. You could see the cruelest part of the world. But then on the other side, you see the most beautiful part. The thing about this is, especially this topic, is it's very touchy. It's very tricky because you don't want to say anything that's going to offend another person, especially when we don't know the facts. But just going based off what we do know, which is the cold, hard facts, which is her words here and whatever's out in the courts, it's a very stifling situation for Britney. And to see it in this documentary now, all these years later, knowing everything that has happened with Free Britney and whatnot, it is so troubling. Honestly, I remember being 13 years old, watching it back in 2008, and being troubled back then. And I didn't know anything about what was going on. Nobody really knew. People knew that she was under a conservatorship, but nobody knew what that m meant. And I honestly feel like to this day most people still don't know what that means. But to hear her speaking on it in here is honestly kind of heartbreaking. I am thankful that we have this documentary because this is really an hour and a half of Britney unhinged, unfiltered, speaking her mind, you know, talking about everything from the head shaving to the new album to the breakdown to the comeback to all of that stuff. She actually said, and I quote, you know, I don't like it when they say it, when they call it the comeback. I've been here the whole time. I've taken some time out for myself, but I've been here the whole time. She always, she always hated that. And I liked that she voiced all of these things in this documentary. And it is good that we're able to go back to it because anybody who ever wants to argue about Britney's feelings, I'm like, well, I mean, hey, she said it right here and everybody fully ignored it. But it did get a lot of views. It got like 4.2 million views or something crazy like that on MTV. And that was... I think it was their highest rated show of the year besides for the VMA Awards and it obviously helped the sales of the album and it helped to debut at number one. It's definitely one of the gems in Britney's history of documentaries. I mean, we have stages also and we've got Britney and Kevin Chaotic and whatnot, but this one really was the one that Looking back all these years later in her 22-year career, the Britney for the Record documentary really stands out. And the whole promo for Circus in general was just completely immaculate. And they really had a budget behind everything that went into this album, from the photo shoots to the singles to the videos to the promo to the looks to all of it. She really kind of killed it. The concept for the video Circus is basically about, you know, a circus and putting on a huge show for people and enjoying what you do and, and loving to, you know, actually do what I do. And, um... So that's basically what it's about. Thank you guys for tuning into Planet 2000s. I just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know where you can find me on social media. You can follow the Planet 2000s Instagram page at Planet 2000s if you guys want to get updates on the podcast or different pop culture moments from the era. Or you can hit me up on my personal Instagram and Twitter at Michael Kadush. Okay, so the singles for this album were kind of iconic. <laughs> in terms of Britney history and Britney hits that the average person knows, many people know the singles from this album simply because they really were played all over the radio and the videos were being 
played in heavy rotation on MTV or Much Music if you were in Canada. Just a little quick overview. The four singles from this album were Womanizer, Circus, If You Seek Amy, and Radar. Now, Womanizer, we did go over a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, but it really was Britney's comeback single. First of all, it had the biggest jump to number one that any single had ever had at that time, up until a couple months later, ironically, when Kelly Clarkson broke the record. But it was Britney Womanizer at the time that held the record for that, and it had jumped from 96 to number one. And it was her first number one hit in the U.S. since Baby One More Time, which is crazy because you're thinking, oops, I did it again, toxic, those never hit number one. No, they hit number one everywhere else in the world, but in the U.S., they were only like number nine or something like that. And You Drive Me Crazy was number 10, which is crazy because Britney really was such a huge pop culture phenomenon, but she, in fact, wasn't really a chart queen. She sold a lot of albums, so her albums were number one all the time, but her singles, you know, nobody really bought them because everybody already had the album. Music worked very differently before streaming, darling, <laughs> but alas, you know, music stands the test of time, and that just goes to show that a chart position doesn't really mean anything, but, you know, Womanizer did get that number one position, so that's awesome for Brit. And it was number one around the world, too. And the video, directed by the iconic Joseph Kahn, who had done Britney's Stronger and Toxic videos, among many other iconic pop music videos, and shows her in all the little different outfits and the little different characters. And my personal favorite, if you guys have seen the video, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen the Womanizer video, I love the outfit that she has at the beginning, just like a little robe with the blonde hair. I think it's a wig, honestly, but I think she looks fierce. And of course, when she's naked in the sauna, because Queen Britney and that hot, iconic body that she finally got back. Everybody was talking all this shit back then, like, oh, Britney's fat, Britney's fat. And so Joseph was like to her, well, why don't you show them that you're hot as fuck? <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny when it was when it premiered on 2020 because it got a primetime premiere. They had completely smoked out the parts where she was nude, so you couldn't tell she was naked. And I guess, you know, for primetime, they had to make it PG. But that video is iconic, and it has something like... Oh my god, let me check right now, actually. Yeah, 301 million views, and the video was released in 2008, so after all these years to get that many views, it's kind of insanity. But yeah, no, Britney did a huge comeback with that. She did a bunch of performances for it. She was on Good Morning America. She was on X Factor UK. She was on Hey 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 Japan. She did Christmas in Rockefeller Center. Ladies and gentlemen, Britney Spears. Welcome to New York. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year, and the great tradition of the lighting of the tree in Rockefeller Center means so much to me. <laughs> that always gives me a chuckle. Yeah, she really killed it, and it was around this time that the album was released, and she also did Circus at the time. She released Circus as a single, which went to number three in the U.S., and number one in U.S. radio, number one around the world. But the single If You Seek Amy was probably the most controversial of them all, and I think for obvious reasons, anybody who's heard the song obviously knows why. <laughs> And of course, our queen got into a little bit of a feud with Megyn Kelly, and if you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. Well, bring it on, Britney. A while back, we took her to task on America's Newsroom for some X-rated lyrics in her new song, and now the queen of pop appears to be calling us out. Back in January, we put her song, If You Seek Amy, on the docket of Kelly's court after the Parents Television Council demanded that that song get restricted play. The title line, really just the F word, spelled out in disguise. And now comes the music video, starting and ending with clips from what looks very much like a carbon copy of America's Newsroom. Check out the anchor and the show name on the bottom right. Sound and look familiar? Roll it. If you seek Amy. If you seek Amy. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Doesn't make any sense, does it? 
It's like, a, it's like an MTV video. Whoever could they be referring like to? <laughs> Britney Spears turns out to be a faithful America's newsroom watcher, just like all of you. Who'd have thunk it? What do you think? Did she take a shot at moi? Ooh. I think so. Bring it, Britney. What was the, what was the, what was the <sighs> Only the legend Miss Spears. <laughs> the song was a huge hit. And then finally, with the song Radar, which was basically on every friggin' Britney album. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was... So, because why do I say this is because the song Radar was actually on Britney's Blackout album. And I guess it must have been contracted that she released it as a single or whatnot because it ended up being released on the Circus album. It was a bonus track and then released as a single. But we got a hot video. She looked fierce. The whole polo, horse, water polo. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know anything about that. But I know that it was a really cute video and I liked it a lot. So, <laughs> so we're gearing up now to the part of the era where she tours. Now, this was Britney's biggest tour Ever. Especially at this point, but since then she hasn't done a bigger tour. The Circus starring Britney Spears, it was a production. I went to see the show in Toronto in March of 2009. I will never forget. I actually have a little clip of myself and you, like a baby over time and you can hear my prepubescent voice <laughs> being like, until a minute 30 or something like that. Yeah, an iconic moment. Um, Britney hadn't toured since 2004's Onyx Hotel tour. She did a little moment in 2007 called the M&M's tour when she did a little tour of the House of Blues, but she was just not in the right state of mind, and there was only a few shows. This was a production from outfits to acrobats to choreography to the most amazing set list. She really killed it. It was a three-ring circus in the middle of every arena with the entire 360 of the arena seats open, making for every show to have upwards of 20 to 25,000 people in attendance. She grossed $131.8 million on this tour, making her one of the highest grossing tours that year, and I think highest grossing by a female only behind Madonna's Sticky and Sweet tour. She had some very interesting moments in the shows, I'll definitely say that. One thing that all Britney fans love about her is that she can be so by the book and so, like, scripted, and then she'll just go unhinged, <laughs> and she'll have a little bit of an outburst. And she had a lot of those in the circus tour. She, love her, doesn't always have her mic on, <laughs> so sometimes she thinks that she could say things and people won't hear, and there have been moments that were a little bit exposed, but it's okay, we love her, and they only make for the most hilarious stories. So don't smoke weed, y'all. <laughs> Britney really killed the tour, and it was actually sponsored by Candies. Candies, for those of you who don't know in Canada, is a brand that of like, I guess, girls' clothes that they sell at Kohl's in the U.S., which is a department store. And Britney had her own line with them, and she did a whole photo shoot with Terry Richardson, and it was a really big campaign. They sponsored the tour, and they gave it a lot of money and a lot of promo, and that tour was sold out, and it was an iconic moment in Britney's career. For that, I am thankful, and I'm sure most of the Britney fans are thankful as well. So the circus era came to a close at the end of 2009 when Britney released the Singles Collection, which was a collection of her hits at that time. This was her second greatest hits album. She released a new track, Three, with it. An iconic song, it also hit the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100, and it really kind of put together the end of the quote-unquote comeback era for Britney. It was really just a year and a half of pure, almost redemption 
I think that she got that redemption because the album Circus was so phenomenally phenomenally successful. The singles did well. The tour did well. She looked fantastic. She sounded great. And everybody really was like, okay, Britney Spears got her groove back. And the singles collection was kind of like the final moment for that and cemented that in history for her. Looking back now at everything that is going on with Britney, it is amazing that she made this comeback at that time and it just goes to show that you can never write Britney off no matter what you want to say about her whether it be things about her mental health or things about the things that she posts or people think she's weird or whatever at the end of the day she's proven time and time again that you cannot write her off she is a legend she is not going anywhere I'm just gonna keep being the supportive fan that I am that I've always been and I hope you guys do the same it is also Britney's birthday today um, that we are putting this out uh, December 2nd and Britney's 39 today so I just want to say Happy birthday, Brittany. Thank you so much for inspiring me my whole life. Thank you for putting out such amazing music. I'll be jamming out to Circus pretty much the entire week this week, and I have a feeling that anybody listening to this is probably going to want to do the same. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys had a good time at the Circus. I'll see y'all in a few weeks. Bye.